Art of the Assistant, brought to you from the hills of almost heaven, West Virginia, a podcast created to encourage and assist those who are sitting in the second chair of their ministries and organizations. Hey everyone, welcome back to Art of the Assistant, a podcast brought to you from not in Western West Virginia today. We're actually in Morgantown. We've had a pastor's fellowship here in Dan and I were going to do a podcast, and we have another assistant that was here at the fellowship, and he was just sitting in his car doing nothing, so we asked him to come in <laughs> and join us, and he's very good at doing nothing. It's Dave Meyer, assistant pastor at Victory Baptist over in Fairmont, West Virginia, and so Dave, Dan, and I are going to be talking today on a subject that I think maybe sometimes um, as assistants... We can look at it one of two ways. Um, We can look at it maybe three ways. One, we can look at it as a job. Two, we can look at this as a burden. Or three, we can look at it as an opportunity. And that's when missionaries or guest speakers come. Um, You know, sometimes as assistants, when a missionary or guest speaker comes, we we go in the shadows. That's the pastor's guest. That's, you know, the evangelist is here. That's let the pastor talk to him. those Those are the big guns. Um, or the missionary comes and, well, I don't want to bother them and, and be around them. Or you might have the attitude, of, oh, brother, another missionary, because you're the one that's got to get the prophet's chamber ready and wash the sheets and get the food, and, and, and it becomes a, more of a task for you. But I think in your position as you um, serve as an assistant pastor, man, there are great opportunities for you all to learn. Mm-hmm from these missionaries and from these evangelists. I I mean, I look back on my years of ministry and some of my greatest times was at the dinner table with some of these men and women. I, my parents were very um, hospitable uh, folk and we had missionaries in our home all the time. Mm. And, and just being around them and hearing their stories. And, you know, I was the one that wanted to be there to listen, to see what was going on. And I think it made an impact on me, yeah. even where I am today. And seeing them and, and looking up to them. Now, I can tell you this, becoming a pastor, um, you know, it's kind of like my wife says when we first entered the ministry, you know, it's much better to watch the ballet from the balcony than the front row because on the front row you see all the hmm. the problems, you know, and the mistakes. And we learn very quickly these are just men like we are. Sure. You know, they're not perfect. Um, some of them, um, they, they weren't um, who I thought they were at all, you know, when you get around them right. or you're with them. But needless to say that I think in that role as assistant, I got to be with these guys and talk to them and, and learn from them. And, and there's opportunities for that. So anyway, guys, with enough reading on that, what we want to talk about is what should you do and what place should you take when the missionary or when an evangelist or a guest speaker comes in to speak on a missions conference or something along those lines? Should you be the one in the shadows? Should you be the one you know, up front wanting to do things? Should you ask the pastor, hey, can I take them out? How do we do it and, and what do we do? So I want to turn it over to these guys and just kind of pick their brain a little bit and, and let them jump in on their heart for missions and the role they took when they were in their churches. I know with Dan, you guys, you had speakers in, you had conferences. Yeah. I know Victory, Dave, you guys, you have guest speakers all the time. We do. We, we support a lot of missionaries. A lot also. of missionaries. And, yes. and your pastor is really good about somebody coming by saying, hey, can I preach? And they're yep, come on. <laughs> and I'm like, no, go to Victory. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so you guys, you know, Dan, when you're thinking about when you're in the assistant and, 
and missionaries would come in or evangelists, how did you spend time with them or, or learn or minister to them? Right. Well, I guess from, from the very get-go, you're a lot of times the one that is uh, greeting them. If they're bringing an RV in, you're helping them set up. If, uh, you know, usually the, the details of getting them settled in um, is, is left to the assistant. And uh, so that, that's one area where you have kind of the first impression of the church. Um, yeah. So when somebody comes in, they yeah. see you, and uh, they're, they're trying to, if, especially if they're new to your church, they're trying to get a sense of what to expect out of the church and what to, um, what to expect out of the meeting even. And so, you know, that, that best foot forward, I think, is very important. Mm-hmm. First impression. Uh, first impression, absolutely. Uh, the other thing that comes to mind, something that my pastor did, um, when an evangelist comes in or a missionary comes in, usually they're there. If if they're in the right state of mind, uh, they're there to minister. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, a lot of times, you know, who pastors the pastor? You know, yeah. you know th- that question comes up a lot. And a lot of times, it is the the evangelist. It is the guest that comes in. I ask everyone that comes in to, to our church, uh, take a look around. Um, what do you see? I mean, because we we don't see. There, after a while, the the hole in the wall just yeah. becomes a part of the building. Yeah. And you know, what do you see that we can improve on? And I'll, I'll ask every guest speaker that question. Uh, do you see any weaknesses? Any anything mm-hmm. like that? Uh, so, um, really, the relationship that they have with the pastor is that to, to minister. Uh, but Pastor Mattis always allowed us to be really hands-on with with guest speakers and i appreciated that so much as an assistant mm-hmm. um, he would allow us to take them out to eat uh, often uh, he would have us over as a group and have the evangelist or the the missionary uh, speak to the staff and uh, and really just gain you know wisdom in that way and so whether or not that's a planned thing um, you make it a, a thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure that probably it w- it wouldn't be an issue. You know, if even if your pastor is not taking the initiative on that, uh, you can probably take the initiative and say, hey, you know, what's the plan for the week? Uh, do you mind if if I take lunch one day, or maybe after service on this night, he can yeah. come over the house, yeah. and uh, we'd like to have their family over. What do you prefer? And uh, I think all of those things uh, are yeah. really helpful. Uh, Dave, you were. You were talking a little bit earlier uh, about you know your role in that, um, and and just how you view your role as the assistant and a guest coming in, and speak a little bit more to that if you don't care. Well, yeah, thank you, Dan. Um, you know, when somebody comes into our church, it's their first time being there, and uh, I may have talked to them, I may not have. Uh, again, our pastor sets up those appointments and who's coming in, who's speaking. But uh, when I get the opportunity to meet somebody, um, my first thought is, you know, they're coming in off the road. They've been traveling. They may have had a rough time. They may be heading into a rough time afterwards. I I don't know what's all going on there. But while they're here, I am going to, uh, with a servant's heart, do whatever it is that I can to make them feel welcomed, uh, to be a blessing to them, uh, to help, help them out, lift them up. You know, they may have come out of a bad time. And you know what? If I can be a uh, shining, uh, I don't know, just a smile to yeah. welcome them. And so then it goes into in doing that and trying to be a servant to be a help to them. Okay, what do you need? Okay, these are the things coming. Okay, you're new to this area. Are you hungry? 
You know, sometimes um, our pastor will take them out to eat most of the time. But, uh, you know, when they first get there, you know, you can give an idea of, well, this is places that you can eat or I can get you something or we can go down to the store and get you something. Um, show them to where they're going to be staying at if they're staying more than just one night. Uh, letting, letting them feel that they are welcomed and that they're not just a visitor, but they are part of the church at that point. Hmm. You know, uh, that they're family. Even yeah. though we may have never met them, yeah. you know, you got that bearing of the Holy Spirit, though, and they are family. Sure. And uh, it's just the Lord's allowed you to meet them on this side then when yeah. we get to heaven. And uh, and then not only that, then just the whole services and stuff. Uh, you know, in my, what I do is uh, they usually give me their presentations, and I try to make sure that that's already up on the screen for when they get ready to present. Uh, looking for little things. You know, do they need water during the services? Mm. Um, if they need a table to set up their presentation? Um, if they have a kid, you know, just the whole gamut, whatever I can do to help them out. Mm. And then after that, then getting to know them, you know, mm. developing that relationship, uh, whether our church supports them or not, I, I want to know more about them. Yeah. And, uh, usually they do too. Yeah. And it just strikes up a uh, conversation, getting to know. And then next thing you know, somebody that you met for the first time 10 minutes ago, it's like, man, we've been like best friends for like the past 20 years. It's amazing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you, you find out that the people that are out doing this, those that have yielded and surrendered to the mission field, as they're going through deputation, um, they're just like you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just like you. They're not, yeah. not up on a pedestal or anything. They're like you. They have the same uh, battles that you have. They have uh, good days, bad days, everything in between. And uh, for you to be able to be there, to be a help, to be a blessing, to be there and ask, well, how can I help you while you're mm-hmm. here? It's mm-hmm. good. Just at the table. There was uh, a missionary who came in. We were his first church um, off the field on, on, deputa- or on uh, furlough. And he came in, preached a message, and it was just obvious throughout the whole. I mean, he he really was hurting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it had not been uh, a good four years, and um, I uh, I noticed that because it was noticeable. <laughs> and and the the rest of the missions conference uh, really tried to just minister, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because he was hurt. And, and, you know, a lot of these people, they get road uh, worn and, and they're just, you know, the, the, I like what you said. You don't know where they've been, what they're coming from, what they just went through. And so I want our church uh, to be one of those churches that it's like, I don't care where I go as long as I go to Hope's Point. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care yeah. where I go as long yeah. as I check in with Victory because... Yeah. Um, you know, those people, they love on you and we just feel it's a refreshing time every time we go. Uh, so it's not all about the, the check at the end of the service. It's, it's about a refreshing time. There. Yeah, that's yes. a good point. I think one of the things I tried to do a lot of was, especially if they're coming with kids, mm-hmm. man, I, and I tell missionaries this all the time that are hitting the field. I'm like, man, you've got to. I just had this talk with a missionary not too long, just a few weeks ago. They're just getting ready to head out to the mission, you know, deputation trail, and they have two little girls. Like, you've got to be considerate of the needs of your children. Yeah. I mean, you're, these guys are preaching Sunday morning. Okay. Their kids have got to sit in junior church, Sunday school, junior church, right? And a different they, one every and, Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then they go different. out and eat with the pastor. You've got to behave. You know, we might not get support if you did, you know. Mm. And so they got to sit like little angels. Then they got to get back in that crazy car four hours to the next church. Mm. Then they've got to sit there while mom and dad greet. 
Then they got to sit through the service again. Then they got to go out to eat with the pastor again. And so when you're in the end of a Sunday, your child has done nothing but sit, you know, for 12 hours. And so what I try to do is if there's kids, I'll try to do something here. Get here Mm -hmm. early. Mm I'm going to have the gym and the dodgeballs out, you know, (laughs) and the basketballs out. Let them get that energy out. You know, tell mama, listen, if you guys don't want to be in the service, don't feel like you have to be. The gym's there. Just let the kids run around the gym while your husband presents the ministry. That'll be just fine. Wow. Just helping them, you know, because it's not it's not fair to the kids in some ways. Hmm. And and you don't want them to have a bad taste in their mouth either. True. And so I just I try to do that for them. If I know they're coming in from a long trip, yeah. instead of taking them out to eat, I order pizza or something and we do it after church in the gymnasium. Hmm. And then we set the tables off to the side and let the kids go crazy. Yeah. And I don't care what they do. If they break it, we can replace it, you know, hmm. just just for them and their children. Wow. Um, and, and try to do that. So that's something that, you know, we would do and we would see, you know, and yeah. somebody would come in. So if I was doing the Sunday night and I was in charge of that as an assistant, I would always try to be aware if they had kids or not. And then what can we do, whether it was a playground or the gym, or can we go to a park somewhere? You know, be mindful of their kids yeah. when they come, you know? One thing I was going to say, and just it kind of keeps coming to mind, is something that one of the missionary ladies uh, spoke to my wife about a few years back. So during our missions conference, uh, one of the things that we've been very blessed with is our home. We're able to keep missionaries during that week, and uh, they have the whole basement area. It's mm-hmm. a big area. The kids can run around. They can have fun. They yep. can come up and you know socialize if they want to and fellowship, or they can just kind of get down there and get their rest. And we've had you know different missionaries need different needs just yeah. being there for them. One of the things that has come up is like they would say they're out on deputation and they're getting fed this fast food or that, or it's this home cooked meal, this home you know these big meals and yeah. stuff. And they're like, man, sometimes I just want a peanut butter sandwich <laughs> or I just want a grilled cheese. And it was a matter of hearing that of like. Oh, well, we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> and just sitting back, That's and awesome. y- yeah. it just lets everything go down. Yeah. The the walls come down. You just sit down, have a grilled cheese sandwich. Together. And they know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they know when they're with somebody, right. unless, you know, that they can just be themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we had an, um, an evangelist come through one time that had multiple children, and we had them to our home. And then later, somebody said, you know, I've been traveling with him for you know, several years, and this is the first pastor's home I've ever seen him go into is yours. Hmm. Why? Because wow. he knew he could just, his kids yeah. were probably, you know, he probably saw my kids, but those kids are worse than mine. <laughs> <laughs> right. But he knew it was okay. <clears throat> yeah. He could be himself. It was a judge-free zone. You know, it's Planet Fitness, judge-free zone. Here. <laughs> and they could just come and let their hair down and just relax and sit in the recliner, and he, right. pulled the, and he just chilled. Mm-hmm. Cup of coffee, we chilled. Yeah. And that's important for these guys, mm-hmm. and they need that. And... But as an assistant, by you know, so so Dave, you're an assistant. You're having missionaries in your home, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, you don't have to to put out the china, mm-hmm. paper plates and grilled cheese and you know bags of cherries, um, you know whatever. Yeah. And and just to be able to come and relax, and that's mm-hmm. so important, I think. And if, if you guys are listening, just to encourage you, man. You know, if, even if you say, man, nobody can come to my home. I I live in a small little apartment or whatever. But you know what? If you can just, even for a little brunch, these guys, they just enjoy it. They just yeah, enjoy being able to come over, relax, mm-hmm. you know, take the, the missionary hat off for a little bit and be a human. Yeah. Board games. 
Yeah. Yeah, right. We, I don't know how many missionaries we, I mean, almost every missionary that's been through, they enjoy board games. Now, we don't get to have time with them all the time, but especially during our missions week, there's that time built in. Yeah, yeah sure. And, uh, you know, my wife makes sure that she's not working, she's off, then I have the time also. And it's that time of just fellowship, the peanut butter sandwiches, whatever it is, maybe yeah. some board games, and it's just, you know, spending that time. Right. That's really good. That's really good. I remember, you know, we were raising support before we planted the church, and we were going to this pastor. We were meeting on a Wednesday night. We were going to have uh, dinner with him and his wife going into the church, and he was just one of those pastors that, again, you very much felt like this guy has a lot of influence. He's uh, he's someone that we want on our side, you know, yeah. and, uh, and so... I had told my, you know, my nephew lived with us uh, at the time, and um, you know, my son were were traveling down, and I said, "We are not to talk about entertainment. We are not to talk about what TV shows we watch um, or anything like that, because you do feel that pressure." You know, I said, "The only thing that you're allowed to say if they ask you a question is, I love Jesus,' and ask my dad." <laughs> so. We get there, and my my boys are a lot like me in the sense of they're they're just sarcastic. Uh, by that's their spiritual gift, and so we're sitting there at dinner, and uh, the pastor looks over to my nephew, and he he says, uh, "So Cole, he said, uh, how old are you?" And he went, "I love Jesus." <laughs> and just looking strange, you know, he goes. Jeffrey, well, what about you? And Jeffrey goes, ask my dad. <laughs> so I, ha- I had to tell him the story, and that kind of broke the ice, you know, for the oh, evening. But oh, man. Um, just oh, recently, man. we were preparing for missions conference, and there was a couple in our church that they grew up on the mission field. He was a missionary kid. She was a missionary kid. And so I had them share with our, our church family, um, what are the most memorable churches that you have been in? And uh, something that he said really stuck out, and it's, it's kind of along the lines of what you were saying, Treg, is um, he said, we got in, we traveled like for three days, mm-hmm. just quick stop here, quick stop mm-hmm. there, and we traveled a long distance to get to this church at the start of their uh, missions conference, and he said, we got there, and the, the assistant pastor said, hey, uh, if it's okay with you, I'd just like to take your, your boys, and they skipped church that night. And they went to an arcade and just hung out and played that evening. Yeah. And the fact that they skipped church and and went yeah. and played video games and yeah. just hung out together, yeah. that's the one thing, traveling on deputation yeah. and, and on their furlough trips that stuck yeah. out in his mind the most is mm. the assistant pastor yeah. ministered to me as a kid. Yeah. And that was powerful. That's awesome. Wow. You know, when the coffees were here, you know, they had four kids, three, four in that camper. And so we took him up to Cooper's Rock, you know, this large park, and just turned his boys loose, you know. We only had to walk half a mile down the trail, and there's all these rocks and climbing. They're climbing rocks and exploring caves, and they need that, you know, whether evangelist or or a missionary, they need that. And I think, too, when we we think about bringing missionaries in and and doing that, Dave, kind of going what you were saying, whether they mean it or not, they're on on guard, Mm -hmm. okay? And sometimes you've got to investigate to see what their needs are. Mm-hmm. Like, Dan, what you were saying, you could just tell this guy's been beat down. He's not going to tell you that. Right. But you could tell. And you look at a family, you can see kind of what needs they might have or, or what they're doing. So we picked up a missionary from the airport, and we're driving back. And, 
And I'd already heard, okay, so when this missionary comes, you know, he comes every other year from India, and he stays upstairs in our prophet's chamber. He said, just take him down to the international food store on Monday, get him some rice, get him some eggs, get him some things like that, and, um, and he'll be okay for the week. And um, Pastor Moran, when he was telling me that, he's like, now, you're going to throw most of it away. You buy him all this food, and he doesn't even use it, but that's what we do. I said, okay. So I pick him up at the airport. We're coming back, and I'm asking questions. I'm... The more I'm asking, the more I'm like, okay, I can tell this guy, he's he's glad to be in America, and he likes America food, and and so we're talking, I'm asking questions, and you can see, oh, no, I'd love to go there. Oh, I'd like to eat that. I'm like, okay, this guy's not just addicted to rice, you right. know, international foods. Well, come to find out, you know, he's been coming for years. He doesn't even know how to cook. No idea. <laughs> really? No. So basically, when he was coming here, he was fasting. Unless somebody in the church took him out to eat, which I think one person did in the week, um, upstairs. Because he just, he had some rice and eggs, but he just really wasn't hmm. able to, to do anything with it. Yeah. Wow. And, and so when, you, um, when you're asking those questions, he never told me that. Yeah. All that but I could just tell, all oh, that would be fine. But the way that he answered the question, I'm like, right. two and two is not yeah. making four here. You could tell yeah. that something wasn't right. I mean, we had an awesome week. So you were a blessing to him and taught him how oh, to make eggs. Yeah, that's right. Okay. That's it. Yeah, I sent him a maid. Um, and, and we just had a great time. But, you know, also while he was here, he picked up his laptop and the whole screen fell off. Hmm. And he's putting it back together. And so later I said, man, what's up with your laptop? And he's like, oh, this is the laptop that it's my laptop, but our Bible college in India, everybody uses it. It's the only computer we have. So all the students, wow. everybody uses this one laptop, and it was falling apart. So I had him go out, and I just told our church, listen, if you, if you all saw that, you just saw his laptop fall off. I said, I asked him about it earlier, and I said, I want to go out and buy him a Mac. I said, I want you to just hand me some money tonight, and I'm going to go get him a computer tomorrow. And I got enough money to buy him a MacBook Pro. Hmm. You know, he did not open that until the next, here that night, the next morning in India, so he could put hands on it, and his whole family could dedicate that computer to the Lord wow. and give thanks to the Lord for it together as a family hmm. before he took it out of the box. Wow. It's like, wow, wow. Hmm. And, and, but those are things that we can do that you see as an assistant pastor. Right. That, hey, what, what can we do for yeah. this person? Well, you bring up a good point. What you're seeing there is the fact of, you know, we have our responsibilities as an assistant. You're going from this to that. You have all these different things. Everyone does. You have your different right. responsibilities. But it's important to just stop and listen and pay attention to that person. That's part of ministry. Yeah. You know, and don't assume something. Just, you know, start listening. Yep. Watching for the body language, how they answer, like you said. And you could really the look and pray, Lord, how can I be a blessing? Yeah to this individual or this family? What can I do in this little bit of time that you've given us to really just love on them the way that they need to be loved? Yeah. And hmm. That's good. That's good. I think that's really good. One thing that you mentioned earlier is um, something that you do uh, really for your pastor. How many, uh, you have a large missions uh, family at your church. How many missionaries do you support? We have been very blessed. Um, we are somewhere 160 to 170 missionaries that we support. Okay. The Lord has allowed us to partner with. So you uh, you started doing something for, uh, well, for the church, but really for your pastor to help him uh, organize all of that and to know what the needs of the missionaries so you can still be personable with and and you know, hands-on with your missionaries. And so what what have you done in that area? So I had the opportunity and just kind of came out of this of the need. Uh, 
you know, if you support one missionary, you know, you've got a page to read. And then you multiply that by 160, 170 that are coming every imagine. month, every quarter. There's not enough time for our pastor to be able to get through, read those. And that he wants to. His desire is that. But you know what? That was something that also I have a love for. And so we've allowed, basically what has happened was that I get all the missionary letters now. And I will read through them. And now I, before I used to work in the pharmacy, and I would do uh, slide presentations, and I would do education to the physicians. Well, physicians are very busy, you know, and they're also very, they want just the highlights. Right. What's the key points here? So what I started doing was that I would I go through and I read those missionary letters, and I pull out what are the bullet points. I have the praises and the prayers. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. are the big things that are occurring in that missionary letter that they want communicated that my pastor needs to know? Hmm. Yeah. in both things and so and then what I do is then each I basically I use a PowerPoint slideshow and I make a PowerPoint presentation and I print out the slides so there's what six or eight slides per page and it is a highlight of every single wow. missionary letter and so he can go through and he go, he takes them and he prays okay so-and-so needs this right now or this is a thing that they're going through so he he is updated on what's going on with our missionaries it, but he's also not reading all the other things that are in the letter. Right. Uh, he's getting the 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 meat of what's needed right there, hmm. and um and and it's in a way that you know it, it's concise. It helps him save time. He still gets everything that he needs. Um, again, it takes me a while to read them also, and I get behind at times just because of all my responsibilities. But it's something I'm thankful for that I can do. Yeah. Um, and then in that also, then it's allowed me to I keep track of the missionary letters. Who's coming in? Who have we not had a letter from in a month or mm-hmm. No, not a month, but like a year or two. Right. If it's been over a year, okay, what's going on here? Are they still on the mission field? Is there so you know basically kind of going in and being the accountability? So you guys don't have you don't have a mission committee or anything. You are the missions committee. Kind of. Okay. Kind of. Um, now we have the ladies that are in charge of uh, sending out the checks and all that on a monthly basis and doing all that. And uh, but in essence, yeah, I'm following up on things. Right. And then uh, also then we uh, read two missionary letters on Sunday evening services and then also two on Wednesday nights. Hmm. And so I go through and pick out kind of what's going on or unless pastor has something that he's like, oh, this one we need to read. But uh, in most of the weeks that I'm picking out and choosing, okay, we're going to read these ones. This is really, the church needs to know this. Praying, Lord, which ones do you want us to read? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then taking that, presenting it to the, the having people in the church read them then those. And yeah. then coming up with slideshows, um, another little fun thing. And this is a, a thing, I guess it'd be a ministry to for the missionaries and also to our church, you know, instead of just somebody up there reading the uh, mission letter, I know a pastor was really concerned about this. He's like, you know, people are zoning out after a couple minutes of into a mission mm-hmm. letter. So I'm, I'm cutting those down a little bit, but then also there's a slideshow going or a movie or something behind that we're projecting up. So it has the missionary pictures that I can find of that missionary and their hmm. family. And then I basically look at this. I need to tell a story of what's going on there through pictures. So as that person is reading the missionary letter, they're seeing it projected up on the screen of that family, the country that they're in, maybe hmm. some famous places and things like that, just to try to tell the whole story. So it's a communication to the, in essence, it's then I'm in charge of communicating to the pastor what we're getting in, but then also then taking that and then for the church also. You're a, li- you're a liaison, really, between the, yeah. uh, the missionary and the church, the missionary and the pastor. And, and that's going above and beyond. Yeah. I mean, we have our prayer letter. Pastor Moran does that for us. He gets all the prayer letters mm-hmm. in and then puts it in the bullet points. Mm-hmm. But man, putting it on the screen and PowerPoints—that's right. that's tremendous. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and it gives your gives your um, people a heart 
mm-hmm. for missions, but it keeps you up on it too. Yes. We were, I was driving a missionary. I drove a missionary's assistant pastor. I drove into a church one time. We showed up. The pastor said, oh, come on in and sit out of my office. And he looked at, I mean, I've got an Indian next to me, national from India. And he looks at me and says, how long have you been a missionary? <laughs> and I'm like, pastor, you've been supporting <clears throat> this guy for five years. He's your missionary. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Didn't right. even know. Yeah. And so what you're doing is is great, you know, Dave. I appreciate that, and hopefully some other guys. Maybe that's something somebody lets say, "Hey, I could do that." You yeah. know, our missionaries are kind of getting left behind, right? You know, maybe I can come up with a little prayer list to hand out on Wednesday nights. And you know, one Wednesday night, I had all of our missionaries divided up in um, in their their continents and where they were, mm-hmm. and then we divided up and prayed around the auditorium. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You know, for Africa and yeah. Asia, and I don't know the other five, but anyway, you know, we did it that way, but. You know, there's different things we can do to encourage missions. That Absolutely. Way. Guys, that's a wrap. Thank you so much. Dave, thank you, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. I'm glad you could jump in with us today. You might be a favorite. You're going to be asked to come back, I bet. But hey, so guys, great. check us out uh, um, on artoftheassistant.com. Got a new website up. And uh, like and share and to someone who you think would be uh, blessed by this podcast. And we certainly would appreciate that. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you.